Hey, this is Kim Davis and welcome to another one-on-one podcast here at DMN. And today my guest is Ed Chater, who's Chief Operations Officer at AdBrain. Welcome, Ed. Hi, Kim. How's it going? <laughs> Very good. Um, I apologise to the audience. You've got two British accents, yeah. so <laughs> please bear with us. Yeah. Um, Ed, how long have you been over here? Yeah, so I've been over here for five years or so now. So um, I originally uh, came over with a company called Sermo, which was a mobile marketing agency, right. um, and helped to establish them in the US market, uh, and then have now been with AdBrain for the past year and a half. Okay. Um, AdBrain, I think it's New York based, is that correct? Uh, yeah, well, we're actually kind of quite dispersed. So we yeah. have offices in New York, San Francisco, Seattle, and London. We were originally founded in London, but oh, okay. now all the um, exec management is now based in the US. Got it. Um, so you've got myself here in New York, our CEO in San Francisco, and our CTO in Seattle, where our, our dev hub is. Yep, that's that's the way of the world these days. Yeah. I was wondering if you tell me, uh, give me a, a, a narrative about what our brain set out to do, where it came from, what it's... Yeah, absolutely. So our mission is to solve uh, customer identity for the connected world. Um, so we really in the business of helping marketers and their partners understand who their customer is, especially as we've seen this explosion of devices, right. um, as well as an explosion of different platforms and marketers using, um, and fundamental different channels that they're kind of speaking to their customer with. And what we've seen is that across each of those different areas, there's different IDs or different proxies that's being used to um, approximate who the customer is mm-hmm. um, and what Abrain does is map together those different IDs to give the marketer a consistent view of who their customer is across different devices, channels and platforms. And that's increasingly important these days isn't it because if you're, as a brand, if you're in a conversation or maybe even in a transaction with a customer on one device, just because the customer seamlessly and you know, casually switches to another device, yeah. you don't have to start the conversation again with, hi, who are you? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's increasingly important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the customer now, um, you know, increasingly expects this like, ubiquitous experience, um, you know, be that across different digital channels as well as actually to in-store and, and physical kind of purchases. Um, and the big challenge at the moment is being able to stitch together and understand who that customer is so you're not repeating yourself and, and restarting a conversation and able to offer more personalized, tailored experiences. Yeah. Now, this is a competitive space, of course. There are a number of, of um, cross-device identity vendors yeah. out there. I'm um, not expecting you to give away secret sauce, yeah. but give, give, give the listeners some idea of how you go about stitching these identities together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we ingest uh, you know, billions of different uh, data events on a daily basis. Um, and we kind of one of the important differentiators about AdBrain versus some of our competition is we we don't run a media network to do that. So right. we go out and strike deals directly with partner with publishers, um, with different SDK providers or uh, web dev tools that have the rights to be reselling that data, um, and we ingest that data on mass. We then um, use that data to uh, run machine learning um, algorithms to basically understand who, how there are different relationships between these different data points and, right. and these different users. Uh, and we use a deterministic data set to fundamentally scorecard that to make sure that we're you know, making the right assumptions and the algorithm's working as, as we would expect. Uh, and then finally, once we've kind of fine-tuned um, those different features, we then release the algorithm across our full data set, which allows us to map um, about 7 billion IDs at the moment, which kind of approximately works back to about 1 billion individuals. Um, okay. The world. Just um, thinking through those steps there, 
uh, the machine learning yeah. step. Uh, the de deterministic data set. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, what I, the way I'm understanding this is this is a kind of a test set so you can check how the algorithm is doing. I mean, the one I think a lot of people use is like the Netflix set. I mean, there are, there are sets of data out there. Yeah. So, when do you ever take deterministic data from customers and clients and, and make that match? Yes, we do. So something else that's um, unique about AdBrain is we allow customers to bring their first-party data and keep that you know, in isolation right. so we don't reuse that data for other customers. It's, right. it's just used for them. So they're able to bring their own deterministic um, data set to train our algorithm. So it's completely customized to their customer um, if they have that availability. If they don't, then we, you know, we have a large 150 million or so uh, to 300 million um, deterministic pairs that a customer can piggyback on if they don't have their own data set. I see, got it. And when we're talking about customers, we're we talking mainly agencies or brands? Uh, so at the moment we kind of deal primarily with the agencies. Um, but yeah, basically many deal with agencies and then the main verticals we're helping those agencies are um, to solve for are basically retail, travel, um, and auto are kind of the big guys at the moment that are kind of really um, embracing cross-device technology and, and yeah. innovating as, as much as possible. Um, another key area that we work heavily with is, is because we don't have an ad network or, or any kind of media business, we integrate directly with all of the marketer's existing tool sets. Mm -hmm. um, so we spend a lot of time working with the different ad and MarTech uh, players to basically be integrating our data and making that freely available as, as people need it. That's a differentiator, isn't it? Because suddenly some of the vendors I've spoken to who are in the cross-device space, they're also executing campaigns. Some of them even have small creative departments exactly. in-house. Yeah. But you're purely data. Purely data, 100% just on uh, yeah, using machine learning to solve customer identity. Um, we saw that as an important part because the, yeah, the market has enough UIs and tools that they're already using. They don't need another fragmented view of identity. Right. So we view uh, you know, identity as being holistic across the whole plan and we feel that if we're out competing for IOs and media dollars, mm -hmm. then yeah, fundamentally we're unable to yeah, create that holistic view in an impartial way, which is ultimately what the marketer wants. Okay, so the customer gets the, the data from you which represents these cross-device identities yeah. and then they can uh, derive audience segments from it, presumably? Yes, so we, we give them the raw mappings right. of essentially you know, ID1 equals ID2 you know, um, and then they can be used as needed. So quite a lot of, um, of that data is used for targeting, creating audiences mm -hmm. as you um, sort of mentioned, but also attribution as well. So we've got a, a case study with um, on-device research who um, stitched together the digital customer journey across different devices for a leading uh, retailer, um, but then was able to tie that actually then into in-store behavior as well. So you're able to get the full um, spectrum of that customer journey from you know, first initial digital touch point through to actual in-store purchase. And that's another trend we're seeing uh, in the space right now is bringing digital and physical together because the realization is that even when people are dealing with real world situations like retail stores, or whatever, they're still connected, aren't they? Yes, exactly. It's yeah. You know, it, again, the customer doesn't really see these individual channels. They see interactions with you know. A, a e-commerce brand or a, a retailer and are expecting things to be as seamless as possible. So I think you're seeing more and more marketers trying to stitch together those experiences um, and make it you know, holistic, be that through click and collect or in-store or Wi-Fi and communications, etc. Okay. Now, I'm aware that our brain over the last month or so has been 
um, developing some interesting partnerships. I wanted to talk about those, and um, yep. I guess we can do them any, in any order. What about digital addicts? What's happening there? Yeah, for sure. So um, we've been helping digital addicts on um, helping them yeah, understand who that customer is across their who the customer is for their clients. Um, across different devices, um, specifically working heavily with the trade desk as a as a um, buying platform and making that data available there, um, and then yeah, helping them target those users as they move across different devices. So this is actually programmatic, isn't it? This yes. is showing how AppBrain can bring its data to a programmatic Ex trade desk. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. And the other one uh, I read about, well, in fact, I, I believe I wrote about it, yeah. <laughs> was uh, CrossPixel. Yes. So yeah. Explain yeah. that one. So thank us. you very much for the write-up on that as well. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, CrossPixel obviously are a, a leading audience provider. Yeah. Um, however, their, their heritage has very much been in the desktop world. Um, so what we were helping them do is kind of translate this really rich audience data that they have across into mobile um, and being able to allow them to tie together where they've got particular segments and making more device IDs available according to those segments. Um, so fundamentally in, in enabling their audiences to be cross-device in, in nature. So that's really... Um I guess another audience provider, but you're enhancing exactly. what they can do. Exactly, and that's a key part of why we're just focused on mapping IDs because we see that you know everybody in the ecosystem needs this technology, especially when they're you know up against the likes of Google and Facebook that make it a core part of their strategy, um, and so. By being this kind of neutral player that's able to integrate, you know, wherever the market is using um, uh, whatever vendor, it enables us to go much deeper in terms of those partnerships and relationships. It's an interesting situation, isn't it, with Facebook and Google? Because, of course, they get registrations. They know who people are, and they've got very large audiences. The challenge is, if you want to um, not only market, but also understand how effective your marketing is, across a range of uh, territories, not just within the walled gardens, then you need to start thinking about tying together a whole bunch of different identities which someone might have. Exactly, exactly. And so that's why I said at the beginning, a key part of what we do is also cross-platform. Um, so helping uh, marketers be able to tie together different cookie pools that they might have across different platforms yeah. um, to really kind of stitch together that, that one view as well as providing that cross-device. Now, you, me you mentioned... Um, the, the dispersion of AppBrain's business. Of course, this is something which is very uh, feasible and something everyone's getting better at in yeah. the United States. Any concerns about other territories, obviously Europe and Canada as well, yeah. where there are, there are very robust moves to protect people's identities yeah. and, and stop you getting too close to them. Is, is that a concern? Um, not so much a concern. I think it, we view it as you know, overall a good thing. We think that customers should have control over you know, how their data is being used. Um, and are actively, you know, kind of making sure that we're ahead of the curve on a privacy perspective. So because we're founded in, in Europe, we've um, taken maybe a, a different approach to privacy than, than some of our um, more uh, US-based competition, where we've been much more focused at ensuring we can isolate data, we can give customer choice as needed, uh, and we're respecting opt-outs, you know, in, in a slightly more aggressive way than potentially we need to, given we're not yes. you know, necessarily retargeting ourselves. Um, so we've been very um, focused on making sure we're up to date on the various different um, privacy regulations coming out, GDPR for example in Europe, um, and ensuring we're remaining as ahead of the curve as possible to um, be on that road to compliance and making sure that we're essentially shifted, shifting in from a you know, opt-out 
world to more of an opt-in world, yes. um, regardless of whether the state is there or not. You know, I think yeah. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because it's certainly not the case that as Canada goes, the US will go. Yes. To be prepared for that is not a bad thing. Exactly. And, you know, the, what GDPR does is, is set a, you know, the highest standard in the world in terms of privacy yeah. compliance. So if we're able to be compliant um, with GDPR, then you know, we're essentially by default you know, kind of at this highest possible standard, which then also works in markets where there's a lower standard. So it, you know, it kind, of, kind of covers all. Okay. And just um, give you a chance to speculate about the, the future. Yeah. Um, so the... The cross-device identity space is growing, it's developing. It's still, I suppose, fairly early days. There's a lot more to do there. But won't we eventually, maybe quite quickly, get to the point where cross-device identity is really solved and anyone can do it? I mean, what, what, are, what, are the, what does the future look like for you? Yes, I think um, for us, this is why we, you know, our mission isn't, isn't you know, focused just on cross-device. It's really around customer identity in its holistic mm -hmm. form. Um, I think the cross device will continue to be a challenge, especially as IoT proliferates, and you've basically got a, a, even more devices coming in into the mix. Um, yeah, we're seeing connected TV now become a, a major demand for marketers, and trying to stitch that in together is a different challenge to mobile and, um, and desktop. Um, but we think it goes much more beyond devices, and actually, you can almost think about um, you as an individual and the different points of identity you have. So, you know, you have your digital IDs like cookies and device IDs, but then you've also got you know old school data. Um, that you know, the mail order and direct mail people have been using for a long time yeah. in terms of household information, name, address, etc. Um, how do you stitch that together? How do you stitch together um, you know, other PII points of um, data, especially as we become an opt-in world and actually therefore using PI always yeah. becomes easier because you're getting permissions up front. Um, so I think it's much more around how do you solve customer identity in its complete holistic entirety as opposed to you know, just solving for a cross-device particular use case. And that makes a lot of sense because it dovetails, of course, with what I've been hearing, we've all been hearing from some of the major marketing technology vendors, which is that we've entered an environment which is all about what everyone would call it, customer experience, Customer engagement. Yep. That's what it's all about. If you don't know who the customer is, you don't get very far down exactly, that road. Exactly. I mean, customers are demanding more and more of a personalized experience, especially as the competition out there gets fiercer and fiercer. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to see this evolution in, in terms of this really deep, meaningful value add experience that customers have with brands. Um, yeah, way beyond just a customized homepage, which is kind of yeah. what personalization means today. Okay, well, Ed, it's a fascinating space to follow. Thanks so much for joining us. Great, thank you very much for the time. Appreciate and everyone, listen out for the next one-on-one -on -one podcast.